But Yantif, everyone, today is 48 hours of Gula, Rosh Hashanah, Siddhis, the 20th of Kislev, Wednesday. So we continue, we left off. Amar Abchizda, the end of 11b, and we continue on 12a, Tainus, first chapter. When you say you fast, you can fast a partial fast. He says, That means that's only true if he didn't eat anything that day. If he ate something that day, then it's not a fast day. Mm-hmm. Like if you ate the, in the morning breakfast, and he said, I'm going to fast for the next six hours. Between meals. <laughs> it's not a fast day. <laughs> Only an American would consider that a fast. Between one meal and the next. Well, that's not a fast. That's not a partial fast. And it's, and it's not obligatory. You can break it. It doesn't mean anything. It's only if you decided to fast a half a day, let's say. And then you decided to continue the whole fast the rest of the day. Then it's a legitimate fast. As If you're telling me that let's say he took upon himself he's only going to fast a half a day till noon. And he didn't, he didn't eat anything. From the morning till noon he didn't eat anything. And then he decides to continue the rest of the day. It's not a partial fast. It's a complete fast. It's a total fast. He's fasting all day. He took it upon himself from yesterday that he's going to fast half a day. So then he, cont- then he decides to continue and do the whole day. So it's a full day fast. And and yet surely you have to say anenu. When he says a tiny choice, in other words, Abai is arguing. We say a tiny choice is let's say you take upon yourself the day before, the afternoon before, tomorrow I'm going to fast a half a day, but not. He, he didn't have intention to fast at all. He had no intention. He didn't take upon himself to fast at all. But he was busy. He didn't have a time. He didn't have a chance to eat breakfast. He got so busy between learning the dafiyami in the morning and then he had to rush to work. He didn't have a, he didn't have a minute to drink or to eat or to take a bite. So he decided, you know, I'm already fasting. Let me already finish the day with fast. So that's why he says. So that's what Avchizda means. You can't call it a complete fast because he never intended to fast the first half a day. First half a day, it just it just happened that he didn't eat. Then he made it the resolution. I'm going to ready fa- the next half a day. I'm going to fast. I'm going to continue the fast. So yes, I'm fasting a whole day, but you can't call it a full fast. Because it didn't have the intention. He didn't have the intention. The first half a day just happened by accident. Mm-hmm. But he does have an intention to conclude the fast, to finish the day with fasting. And that's what Abkhista says. That it's only a fast if you conclude the whole day, if the whole day you end up not eating the whole day. So he's saying the only scenario... The only scenario you have, what do you mean? A tiny choice is, there's no such thing as fasting a half a day. That's what Abchist is saying. You have to fast a whole day. So if you're fasting a whole day, why isn't it? So it's a full-fledged fast. Why, why do you call it a partial fast? It's the only scenario where you're fasting a whole day, because if you're not fasting a whole day, it's not a fast. You can't have a six-hour fast. Everyone fasts with the meal to meal. That's not a fast. You have to fast a whole day. So if you're fasting a whole day, then it's a, then it's a full day fast. How could you have fasting a whole day and it's that partial? It's only a, a, an hourly fast, only for a few hours. That's what he said. The scenario is, I never intended to fast. The first half of the day, I just happened to fast. And I said, you know, let me already finish the whole day. I'm fasting all day, but I only took it upon myself for a half a day. So then, it's a fast. And it's called a partial day fast. That's what I'm pleased to say. Thank <laughs> you.
But Rav Chiz, another thing Rav Chiz says, Kol Tainish Lishlok Shakal of Chama Lish Metainis. If you don't fast until sunset, it's not a fast. In other words, till the end of sunset, not the beginning of sunset, till the stars come out. Mace, well, I'll ask you a question. We learned the Brais, Anche, Mishmar, Misanin, Velay Mashlimin, the people, the, the Kayanim, who are doing the service, and the Leviim, who are doing the service in the Beis Amigdar. So it was divided into 24 groups. Every group was responsible, another week, uh, had their week, and they're responsible for all the service in the temple. So the people in the Mishmar would fast, but they don't have to finish the fast till the evening. They would fast until they finished doing the service. These days that you fast for the rain. The fast days that you fast for the rain, that everyone, that the Bezdin, because there's a drought, so everyone has to fast. So they said that the people, the Koyanim and the Levim, were designated that week to do the service in the temple. They fast, but they don't have to finish the fast. Every, anyone who was designated, the whole entire group, even those, because then they subdivided it into each day. So even those who were not responsible for that particular day, from that group. Nevertheless, they had to be on reserve and standby, just in case it was a lot of work. So since they had to be on standby, so they had to fast, they don't have to finish the fast. They don't have to finish the whole day. They don't have to fast the whole day. You can fast a partial fast, half of the day, part of the day. So it's not like Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says that a fast day is only if you're fasting a whole day. Here he says, and he says, and then he says until until sunset, till the end of sunset, till the stars come out, the full day. Here it says clearly that they fast, and it's a partial fast, a part, a part of the day. They don't have to finish the whole day, fast the whole day. Yimara answers, Hasam Dil, Tsuri Nafshi Baalmahu. You're right, really, it's not a fast. It's not considered a fast. If you're breaking your fast before sunset, it's not a fast. Not even a partial, there's no such thing. It's not even a partial fast. It's not a fast, period. But since the whole Jewish congregation, the whole community is fasting because of the drought and davening Tashem, so we want you also to participate in some levels. So even though technically it's not considered a fast because you're breaking the fast before sunset, but at least. You're not eating while well, everyone else is, is, is fasting and depriving yourself, and you're eating like a regular day. You should also feel the pain. So you should identify. So it's not, but you're right. It's not. It's not considered a fast. Tashma bring your proof. I am a descendant of Sanav from the tribe of Ben Benjamin. Ben Yamin, and Sanav. It says. The families, in the beginning of the second temple, the families that brought the wood to the temple, you need a lot of wood, you have to have a fire running 24-7, day, night, Shabbos, Yom Tov. So, a lot of wood. There were families that donated wood, dry wood, that donated wood to the temple. And they would make it into a holiday. So, Sanab and Minyamin, the holiday, their holiday was... on the 10th day of Av. Because that's when they brought the wood and uh, they made it into a holiday. So he says, well, one year, Tisha B'Av was on Shabbos. So you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. So when the, what do you do? You push off the fast to Sunday, the next day, to the Matzai Shabbos, which is the 10th day. And we had to push off we had to push off the fast till Sunday, till Matzoyah Shabbos. And we fasted. Because everyone is fasting. But we didn't finish the fast. So we ate before the end of the day, before the evening. Why? Because our yamtiv, the tenth of Av, is our yamtiv. It's a yamtiv, you're not allowed to fast. So by eating, they broke the fast. 
No, but they no. On the other hand, they said we did fast. We did fast. We fasted, but we broke the fast because it's also our yamtiv. So how could you say they fasted? It's not a fast. Going to have unless you fast the whole day from the morning until the evening. It's not a fast. There's no such thing as a partial day from meal to meal. That's not a fast. So how could they say they fasted? So this proves that answer is awesome. Nami, the same answer. They said they fasted not because they had the halachic as if it's binding, as if it's considered really considered a fast. No, because but it's Tishabav. The entire Jewish people are fasting because of the destruction of the temple. Also, if you remember, the majority of the temple was burnt down on the 10th of Av. The fire started at the end of the afternoon of Tisha B'Av. That's when they lit the base of Mikdash on fire and it kept them burning the next night and the next day. It was, it was, so the main destruction actually happened on the 10th of Av. Unbelievable. But we fast on Tisha B'Av because that's when they lit. That's when they... She said, but the whole Jewish people are mourning the base of Mikdash. So we should not, uh, so we also want to participate, so just to inconvenience ourselves, not that it's halachically considered a fast. So this happened after the destruction of the temple, right? Rabbi Lazar ben Sadiq lived after the destruction of the temple. Because you have to say that. Because otherwise, why are you fasting? It says that once the base of Migdash is built, it was optional. You want to fast, you don't want to fast. So why? why the, the whole second one. The second one. Once the, yeah, once the second base of Migdash was built, the fast of Tisha B'av was enacted after the destruction of the first temple. We learned already, if you remember, once the second base of Migdash was built, we learned in Rosh Hashanah, once the second base of Migdash was built, and it was optional. And then if you want to fast, you don't have to fast because it's Shalom. So you can't say because the whole congregation was fasting. Who says the whole congregation was fasting? It was the Beis Hamikdash. Was there a fast of Tisha B'Av or not during the second Beis Hamikdash? So, so you have to say this is after the destruction. So this is a dispute between Rafista and Rav Eliezer. Right, Taisa's asked that we learn that Megillah's Tainus is over. All these holidays, these minor holidays that you're not allowed to fast on. Once the temple was destroyed, they, we, 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 we don't no longer follow all those holidays. So it's after the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed, so why, why is he celebrating a holiday for something that happened in the times of the Beit HaMikdash? The family gave wood, but there's no Beit HaMikdash today. So why is, it, why is it pushing off the fast of Tisha B'Av? So he says, Rabbi Lazar ben Tzaddik holds that he disagrees. Rabbi Lazar ben Tzaddik would hold that the, these minor holidays we still celebrate even after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. I'll bring you a third proof. Rabbi says, I'm going to fast until I arrive home safely. So whenever he arrived home, even in the middle of the day, he would break his fast. And he said, I'm fasting. He took upon himself to fast. So you see, he could fast. A partial fast is a fast. A partial day, half a day. Part of the day. It was a ruse. But answers, when the leader of the community invited him to eat with him, so he says, Rabbi Yechen didn't want him to go out of his way, you know, to host him. No, he didn't want to go out. He didn't want the Nazi should serve him. He's busy. He didn't want. So he says, so he says, you know, I, I made a fa- I, 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 I'm fasting. Till I get home, I'm fasting. So it wasn't really halachic fast. So he's not, it's not in contradiction to Rav Chizm. Any fast that you don't accept it beforehand, the day before, the afternoon before, the day before, it's not called a fast. If a person is sitting and he's fasting without having accepted upon himself beforehand, what's the halacha? Is it, is it counted as a fast day? Does it receive reward or not? It's 
compared to a mapu, which you blow the fire, you, you inflame the fire. So you're blowing, mm-hmm. and by blowing, you're right, you fill it with the air, and then you blow it in the fire, and it fans the flame. It says it's, 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 he's comparing it to a bellow, it's filled with, with air. Mm-hmm. Well, first you fill it with air and then you blow it on the fire. So you wave it on the fire so it fans the flame. So here you're full of air. What did you You have nothing of substance here. You're fasting and it doesn't count. It's meaningless. There's no reward. You're ready. You're depriving yourself. You're not eating. And you don't have. You're not fasting. You get no credit. You get no credit. Like a person that's fasting doesn't need anything, but he eats a drop. Drink the drop, so you blew the whole thing. So it's like foolish. You have wind. What are you left with? A bellow full of wind. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. The mother can says. Amos Makabale, when do you have to accept it upon yourself? Rab says by min. In the afternoon. The afternoon before. In the time of Mincha, not the Davni of Mincha, even if you're in the streets, but any time in the afternoon. Shmolomer Bitvila the Mincha. You have to say it at the end of Davni. When you say Lakainatzar, then you have to say. You verbally say, "Areni mekabel mocher betainus." Tomorrow I'm going to to areni mocher betainus. Tomorrow I'm going to fast. So dafke by mincha, the davening of mincha, which is the, the closest davening to the to the next day. So in the morning it doesn't help; it's too distant. Mincha is the closest davening to the next day. So then you say you take it upon yourself to uh, to fast. It makes sense. What Shmuel is saying makes sense. It says, in the scroll of the days you're not allowed to fast, of all the list of all that lists all the minor Jewish holidays. So he says, with the exception, he says, the, the prohibition to fast. On these holidays that are listed in this scroll yeah. is binding on every Jew. Except someone already took upon himself to fast before these holidays arrive. So then he's not allowed to eat. He must fast. Even on these days. As he says, with the exception, then he has to fast. So my, what does he mean, Yesa becomes prohibited? Love doesn't it mean she yates it at me? Bitzle. That he should, he should, he prohibits himself, he takes upon himself to fast an extra time, an additional time. In the davening of Mincha. Because there's acceptance that he accepted previously doesn't help. But only when he accepts it upon himself by mincha, a second time, in davani, then it becomes binding. Then it pushes off these holidays. Yesa Batsili in his davani. He becomes prohibited in his davani. Exception of the person who, who already took it upon himself to fast. Yesa. So why again he has to uh, prohibit himself? So he must he means in Davni. It's not enough that he accepted upon himself. This follows opinion of Shmuel. He can't just yeah. accept it upon himself. That that doesn't do it. That's yeah. not binding. So that doesn't override the celebration of the holiday. That doesn't compel you to fast on during this holiday. Yeah. But if you did if you prohibit yourself a second time, what do you mean a second time? During Davni, that's what's binding. So you have to accept it in the, the davening of Mincha, like Shmuel. Yeah. Not like a rab. Your mother says, your mother says, no. It's no proof. Don't say yesa that he, he prohibits himself. No, you're And he becomes prohibited from eating since he took it upon himself to fast and now he becomes, on the, on the holidays, not allowed to eat. 
on the holiday it becomes prohibited. His acceptance upon himself to fast overrides the celebration. And he's not allowed to celebrate, he must fast. The mother says, This argument in Avashmul is an ancient argument amongst Tanoim. Rabshimim, the son of Rebbe. Chadam one says, Yeser. Yeser means he takes an oath upon himself. If he takes like an oath upon himself, a commitment, in then he becomes prohibited. Like Shmuel, Chadamra one says, Yei Ose. Yei that he become not, he takes upon himself, Yesar, he prohibits himself from eating. Yei means he becomes prohibited as a result of his acceptance that he accepted. It could be anywhere, any context. It doesn't have to be in the context of davening. The afternoon, you're walking down the street, you say, Tomorrow's a fast for me. Then, then it becomes a fast. And any mocha betainas, it's fine. The mother says, the Omar, the one who says Yesar, like we explained earlier, that he has to prohibit, uh, he has to take this prohibition upon himself a second time during davening. What's the bride telling us? What's the bride telling us that it's prohibited? If he accepted upon himself, we know that it's prohibited. The mother says the Bryce is teaching us the Tanya will learn the Bryce of Gilas Tainus Kolinish the Yisil and Makadim is no And if you're ready, took upon yourself obligation to fast before these holidays, then you become prohibited to fast. Kate said, "How Yochet Shakibulov?" So he spells it out. This is second thing. No, no, no. He took it upon himself to fast, and so then. It overrides the holiday. You have to, instead of celebrating, you must fast. So that he spells it out. Kate said, "How?" He gives an example. Yachid, an individual, shekibulah, sheni v'chamishi v'sheni. Let's say a person took upon himself, he's going to fast every Monday, Thursday, and Monday. He's going to fast every Monday and Thursday. He's fasting the whole year. Vira and it turns out that Monday and Thursday falls out. These minor holidays fall out on the Monday and the Thursday. So he says, If he took an oath upon himself before the rabbi's decree that, you have to fast, that you're not allowed to fast on these days, it doesn't matter when he took upon himself, during davening or not during davening, then his, his oath overrides our decree. But if if our, our decree precedes his oath, if he took it upon himself, he's going to fast after the rabbi's decree. You're not allowed to fast during these days of minor holidays. Then he's not allowed to fast. Which one of the days from the Gilatinus? That's what the Chiddush. That's what he's saying. That that not only. If you take upon yourself to fast, is it like an oath and you must fulfill, you're compelled to fast. But there's a way where you're not allowed to fast even during these holidays. If he took this oath upon himself before the rabbis designated these days as days that are prohibited, he, then, no, we're talking about obviously someone who was in that generation when they first prohibited it. So then if he took it upon himself before the rabbis prohibited it, then... He's a lot, it overrides the fast, but if it's after, but if it's after, then you then, right, then you can. Rainfall. Does, 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 if you take upon yourself today to fast, I mean, when when Megillus Tainus was in effect, after the rabbis decree that it's a holiday, you're not allowed to fast, and then the Gemara says it doesn't count. It overrides your your oath. Your oath doesn't apply. But do you have to make up for it? A different day, or not? So he says you should be strict. Mm-hmm. That day you shouldn't fast, but you should make up for it after the day after. You should make up for a different day. Yeah. But he says also you're not allowed to fast on Rishchodesh, Chanukah, and Purim, because these days is also part Megillah's title. These days were never cancelled, were never nullified. Because the minor holidays, but the major holidays that are biblically sourced in the, in the Tanakh, yeah. Shchodesh, Hanukkah, and Purim, and even Hanukkah, 
which is a major holiday, then um, you're not allowed to fast on that day. The rabbis learn that when could you eat? The rabbis learn that means if you didn't finish eating, be eating all night, you can eat until dawn or until the rooster crows. <laughs> but if you stopped eating, then the fast begins then. You go to bed, the fast begins from, from when you stop eating. Uh, from, from when you stop eating. As we learn, even if you finished eating and you, stood, you left the table, you can still continue to eat. So we see that it's not, the fast doesn't begin when you stop eating. So the answers, the answers, the answers, the silik. he didn't remove the serving plate. The food is still there. Yes, you got up from the table, but the food is still there. So it's not considered you finish eating. You didn't really finish eating, but if you remove the food from the table, then the fast begins. You can amri, others say, and that's the halacha. If he doesn't go to sleep, once you go to bed, that's when the fast begins. Unless, that's why you have a mind. Unless you have a mind, right, you wake up, you can have breakfast before, set the alarm. Or drink something. And then the fast begins from dawn. That's the halacha also, not from the, the, the rooster crows, from dawn. We learn if you go to sleep and you wake up, so sleeping, the, the fast doesn't begin when you go to sleep. But the answer is, he's not really sleeping, he's just uh, dozing. What's dozing? We continue on side B. He's sleeping and he's not sleeping. He's up and he's not up. He's like, he's like dozing, huh? Right, he responds somewhat. Right, when the rabbi starts speaking, he's sleeping, he's not sleeping. When you call him, wake up, he'll wake up for a second. He'll respond. He responds, but you call him his name, but he can't. He can't tell you any co- anything coherent. <laughs> Wait, when the rabbi spoke, no one understood. When Hashem spoke, the Jewish people all fell asleep. It's an ancient tradition. Hashem gave the title. And when you remind him, and he asks him, "Do you hear this?" He says, "Yeah." So he's 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 rational enough. He's aware enough. If you tell him, he'll say, "Yeah." No, but he cannot. He's half asleep, so he can't really. Um, tomorrow, nine yeah. A person who accepts upon himself a fast day, but he doesn't know what kind of fast he accepted upon himself. If if it's a regular fast. Or, or it's like a full-fledged fast, the night 24 hours, the night before, take off your shoes, don't bathe, don't be in the middle. So if you're in doubt, also, Manila's a sandal, you're not allowed to wear leather shoes. Why? The Hashinon, Shema, Katayna, Sibagivalov, maybe accepted upon himself a full-fledged fast, like a communal fast that's imposed in the community, a severe fast, a harsh fast, severe fast. As how should you do? How should a person accept upon himself a fast without entering into any doubts? He should say, Tomorrow I'm going to fast like a, an individual fast, which is only during the day from, from, from dawn till, 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 till the stars come out. And, um, and that's it. You're, not, you're allowed to wear leather shoes, you're allowed to bathe, you're allowed to. We see the rabbis put on their leather shoes and they come in 
in a day of a fast in the shul where they gather they're wearing the leather shoes in a, on a tiny sibur. Why? Because the rabbis hold, like we learned, that there's no tiny sibur in Babel in Babylonia, only in the land of Israel. Hmm. The exception of Tishabo. So Iqbal, Abshachus was upset. He said to those rabbis, maybe they also ate. <laughs> if they were in leather shoes, maybe they also ate. In other words, he holds. No, he says maybe they ate the night before. Mm-hmm. In other words, it didn't have a law. The fast day is not like a fast day of a tzibur. Not that he suspected maybe they ate, and that's why they're wearing leather shoes. But maybe it's not by them. It's not considered a full-fledged fast. It's like a an individual fasting. You fast during the day. You can wear leather shoes. You don't have any of the other restrictions. So why are you bringing a proof? So really, I'll tell you, if a person takes upon himself a tiny tzibur, then you're not allowed. Whatever, would go into shul on the day of a fast. It didn't have leather. On a fast day, they would change the right shoe from the left shoe. From the left shoe to the right shoe. <laughs> To make to make a change, that even though we don't have the the severity of a communal fast day in Babylonia, they were all in Babylonia. But nevertheless, they made a change to show. They made a change just to show how that the situation is severe. Yeah, symbolic. yeah, symbolic to show that it's a serious situation. Were we able to make a tatayna sibur in, in Babylonia? We would because it's really serious. Rabbanon, the Ravashi, the students of the Yeshiva Ravashi, Nafki, Be'er Chai. They would wear, even on a fast day, they would wear, they would go out in a regular way with the leather shoes without making any changes. They follow Shmuel, who says, there's no tiny Sibur outside the land of Israel. There's no prohibition. On a fast day, there's no prohibition of wearing shoes and, uh, and all the other restrictions. Ella, Tisha the exception of Tisha B'Av. A person is allowed to borrow. If he took upon yourself to fast a particular day, you can you can uh, you can take a rain check. Right. So I said, When I said this law in front of Shmuel, he argued. Didn't he take an oath upon himself? That the only you have to you must fulfill it. Surely he has to fulfill it. He said, no, he didn't take upon himself an oath that, it, that, that you have to fulfill it. He took upon himself to inconvenience himself. Therefore, you're not obligated to. He didn't take an oath upon himself. If he took an oath upon himself, then you must fulfill your obligation. He just took upon himself to inflict some pain on himself. But if he can't fast, for whatever reason, you're not obligated to make up for it. He took a no. He said he's going to fast. He made a commitment. Let's say something came up. He couldn't. He was in pain. He couldn't. So the question is, do you have to make up for it? Rav says you have to make up for it. And Shmuel says, Shmuel says, no, you don't have to make up for it. The others say, You can borrow, if for whatever reason you couldn't fast the day that you took upon yourself to fast, you can borrow another day and you can make up for it. When I said this law in front of Shmuel, Obviously, why did I have to teach me? 
Lo yehei ella neder. It should be taking upon yourself to fast. It should be like an oath. Neder milim matzi. Rashlumi mezel machal yemachnina. If I take an oath, a commitment, I can't make up for it and do it the next day. So according to this version, Shmuel agrees with the Rabbi. Everyone agrees. And it's, he so much agrees that he doesn't even understand why he even had to say it. You know, one extreme to the other. <laughs> here he says he completely disagrees, and here he says he agrees so much. Rabbi Shua, happened to come, Lebei, Rabbi was in the house of Rabbi so they prepared for him a calf, a very special calf, a third, the third calf, third charm. The charm is in the third. Third is the charm. And it's very fatty and it's very delicious and special. So they said to him, let him taste something. We prepared a whole feast for you. Pay it up, break your fast. You took upon yourself to fast. You'll make up for it a different day, but you have a banquet, a royal banquet that we prepared for you. So feast and you'll fast a different day. Don't you hold, don't you abide that Rudam said, you can borrow and pay back. My fast is different. It's not a regular fast. It's a tainus cholam. If you have a terrible dream and you want to interpret the dream should be interpreted favorably, you want to avert the, the, the negative, it's like an omen or something terrible is going to happen to you. So you fast. So it has to be immediately. That fasting for a bad dream is good to cancel the bad dream. Just like fire grabs on very well to the leftover of the flax and it, just, it completely consumes it and destroys it. So too, when you fast, and you fast immediately, it's urgent, it's now. You had a dream that night, as soon as you wake up. And this is the only dream, you don't have to take it upon yourself before. You can't take it upon yourself before. When you went to bed, everything was good. The problem started in your sleep. So the moment you wake up, you decided immediately, I'm going to fast, I have to take it upon myself. He said, even a lot, you to fast that day, immediately, as soon as you wake up. You're allowed to fast, even though in general, you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. Fasting on Shabbos, how do you fast on Shabbos, not to fast on Shabbos? How do you fix it, fasting on Shabbos? You have to fast another day for fasting on Shabbos. You need an atonement, but nevertheless, you fast, you have to fast. How are you allowed to fast on Shabbos? Because Shabbos is a day of pleasure. Yeah. But you're not going to have pleasure eating when you know that this terrible dream is hanging over you. And you know immediately I can do something about it by fasting. Yeah. So therefore, you're allowed to eat. But nevertheless, since you didn't eat on Shabbos, you fasted on Shabbos, you need to fast during the week to make up, to, to atone for having eaten on Shabbos. Okay, next Mishnah. Okay, look at Mishnah. We learned in the previous mission that if Rishkadesh Kislev and there's still no rain, so the court would decree three fast days on the, on the community, the entire community. But it's a regular fast day. You can eat the night before, none of the restrictions of the wheel, you know, you can wear leather shoes, you can bathe, you can be intimate. What happens? Hashem is uh, responding no. We're fasting and Hashem is still a drought. No response. Or the answer is no. So Bezdin Gazin Bezdin would decree another three fasts in the community. Also you're allowed to eat. No, there you have to eat the day before. You have to stop eating at night. And Asudin Masias Malachi, not to do any work. Anointing is to wear leather shoes, to be intimate. And therefore, you close all the bathhouses because no one is allowed to bathe. So this is serious. This is like Yom Kippur. Hmm. Like in Tishabab, a full fast. It's like in Tishabab, a full fast. Full, full fast. 
Avru elu. What if three fasts go by, these full-fledged fasts, and the whole community, the whole Jewish people are fasting, and Hashem is still saying no. The heavens are closed for business. No rain. So the core of the Bezdin imposes another seven fasting. All together, all together, how many fast days does the, does the Bezdin uh, decree on the community? Thirteen. The first three, so the light fast, and another three, and then another seven. Well, that's the maximum. Thirteen. Corresponding to the thirteen attributes of mercy. Thirteen. And the mission says, The last seven are even stricter than the last, than the, the previous three. Huh. How could it be stricter? Three, if those three are strict enough, it's like Tishabah. In addition, these seven facets, you would blow shofar. Also, even close the stores. Not only you close the bathhouses during these seven facets, all the stores are closed down. Business, you shut down for business. It's like a lockdown. Corona lockdown. Monday, as it gets close to the evening, so people have to buy to break the fast. So they can open, open the door. They can open a little before the diet, so people can buy food to break the fast. On Thursday, they cover the Shabbos. You're allowed to open up, the, keep the stores open all day on Thursday. Because you have to buy, not only to break the fast, you have to buy for Shabbos. Hmm. What if 13 fasts went by and still the answer is no. The heavens are shut and there's no rain. So there's no more fast days. You don't make more fast days than 13. But mematin, mamaso, matin. So you, 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 you do business, you, do, you minimize your, your business interactions. Binyan, you also minimize your building activities. Bintia, you minimize your planting of trees. You minimize in getting married and weddings. And you also minimize in saying hello and asking peace from one, one person to the other. You act like someone, Hashem is angry at you. How do you going to treat someone who Hashem is angry at? And also, you keep a distance, you know, so you don't say hello, you don't. Till the end of Nisan. Individuals, the Torah scholars, they could fast, they could, could continue fasting. Monday, Thursday, Monday, until, continue every Monday, until the end of Nisan. But afterwards, Yatsan Nisan, Yatsan Nisan, if Nisan, Nisan concludes, finishes. Yarduk Shamim, and then it rains, Simon Kalala. After Nisan, after the month of Nisan, it rains. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a good sign. It's a terrible thing. It's a curse. Because it will ruin and destroy everything that's in the field. It says, when Shmuel rebuked the Jewish people when they asked for a king to protect them, instead of relying on Shmuel to protect them with his davenes, he said, I'm going to call, it's a time of harvest, I'm going to call, Davin Hashem, Hashem should give rain, and it will ruin and destroy the harvest, to show the power of Davin. And even though it was after Nisan, it was not a time of rain, it never rains in Israel after Nisan, because it's, it's actually detrimental, because it's a time of harvest. And it's very difficult for Hashem to bring punishment for no reason. Shmuel says, Hashem is going to listen to my prayer and he was rebuking them. He didn't rely on Shmuel and Navi in his prayer. He needed a king to protect you. My prayer is not enough. I'll show you the power of my prayer. So therefore, what do we see from there? That after, after Nisan, it's not beneficial for rain. So are you going to fast for rain? It's, it's too late. It's over. It expired. That's the mission. Dr. Like Gimbar... Bishleim, uh, our Mishnah makes sense. Cool. Everything makes sense. Because Izbuhu, Taimut, Chitzah, Sichah, Vatashramitah, or anything that gives you pleasure, 
you're not allowed to do on a fast day. You have to deprive yourself. So it makes sense. Don't bathe, don't noin, don't be intimate. Why shouldn't you be able to do work? On the contrary, tzari. It's painful. Especially when you're fasting. To go to work when you're fasting. If you're fasting, you want to relax, lie down. So let him work. Why, why did the rabbi say you're not allowed to work? He told the Jewish people to make a fast after the plague of the of the grasshoppers. Sanctify a fast day. Call a gathering. Gather all the elders. Call a day of work, of atzad, of stopping. Stopping what? Stopping from work. That means a fast day is like atzadis. Shavuos. And Shemini atzadis is called the atzadis. Why is it called atzadis? Ma atzadis means stop. Stop working. We learn from the Pasuk, a fast day, you're not allowed to do work. Why? What's the reasoning behind? Why did the rabbi say Shaka shouldn't do work? So you should be busy with doing tshuva. You're working, you're distracted. You should be totally focused on the fast day, on doing tshuva. The mother says, e, if that's the case, that we learn that a fast day is like it said is. So ma said is meurta. At said it starts when Shavuos and Shmuel start the holiday starts the night before. You're not allowed to do work already the night before. So you're learning that a fast day, a fast day is like a night before. So if that's the case. Avatainus nami meurta. Also, the fast day you should stop working the night before. I'll explain to you what the says. And on the fast day, you gather the elders. Just like gathering the elders. This prohibition of Itzru, that it's like a tzeres, you're not allowed to do work. It's similar to the gathering of the elders. When do you gather the elders? So too, also by The fast day is only only during the day. The prohibition of not working is only during the day. At night, you're allowed to work. Mm-hmm. From from noontime, from the purity of the day when the sun is at its shining and brilliant. Because when do they gather? They don't gather in the morning. The elders gather. Till they move, till they till they get around. The elders gather in the middle of the day. Answers. This supports what Rabbi Huna says. He says, They would gather together in the morning, and they would come and come to the shul. So too, the prohibition of working begins in the morning. In other words, usually. The elders gather in the middle of the day until they wake up, till they get dressed. You know, they can barely move. But but on the fast day, they would make sure. Avuna says they would come early. They come make sure to gather early. What do the elders do when they gather in the morning on a fast day? From the morning till noon. They look into the matters of the city. Right. To make sure that there's no theft, that the, everything is, business is honest, everything is done honestly. Right. At that point on, so they divide the rest of the day, the afternoon, into two parts. A quarter of the day, from the afternoon, the first half of the afternoon. Karina Basafra. We read the Torah, we learn. And the, from, we learn from the Torah and from the prophets. We come vilach, and then the second half of the afternoon, inun rachme, they daven to Hashem to have mercy. What's the source for this? Remember, it says, it says in the Chemia, Ayakumu al Omdom, Yikru b'Sefer, when they did shuvah, 
they, they stood up, and they, they read the Torah, the VSIM, a quarter of the day they read the Torah, or the VSMSVADIM, and a quarter of the day they confessed and they bowed down to Hashem. Yeah, so we have so we have a quarter of the day is used for learning and a quarter of the day is to seek mercy and the first half of the day they have to examine the behavior of, of the city so if your mother says if you're learning from the pastor we continue on 13a if that's the case the first quarter of the day you should read the Torah no the first half of the day you should read the Torah the second half of the day, and you know, the first half of the day, you should divide into two parts. Half of the morning, you should first read the Torah. The second half, you should beg mercy. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoon, that's when you should examine the, the conduct of the business people, the conduct of the commerce of the city. No, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because it says, Eli Yasu, says in Ezra, Eli Yasu, Koil, Kharibut. Saying that to me, everyone is gathering to me, whoever trembles in the words of Hashem, and they're telling me all their sins, they're confessing all their sins. To remove them from their sin. Seven, seven, it says, afterwards, in the next verse, it says, and I got up in the evening I got up from my fast after the mincha the afternoon mincha that's when he, he spread, spread his hands out in supplication pleading with Hashem to forgive so we see the order is first the first half of the day people came to him and he examined the, the conduct of the business people to make sure that there's no, there's no uh, anything immoral anything illegal against the Torah, against the worship of Hashem, everything is honest. And then the next half, is in the afternoon, that's when the first half of the afternoon they will learn Torah, read the Torah, and the Tanakh, and the prophets. And the second half of the afternoon, that's when they would stretch the arm out in supplication, asking Hashem for mercy. Jump if everyone, 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 everyone.